welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Joe, it's the middle of summer. Midsummer Night's Classic is on, or however you phrase that. I don't know how much Shakespeare is involved in that. Uh, I assume you got it on over there. It's on. <laughs> did you watch any of that home run derby last night? I know we were texting early, but did you really cut it off after Rushman got eliminated? I'm dead serious. I was not lying. <laughs> I hate it reminded me why I hate the home run derby. And I know folks are gonna say, Oh, Joe, you're just a sore loser Orioles fan because Adley got eliminated. That's the only reason you're complaining. You will back me up on this. I have complained about the home run derby format as long as it has been as long as it has been like this. I hate the idea of the bracket. I firmly believe I, I totally understand the time. I love the time. Do the three minute thing. Cause I'm sure that's being requested by ESPN to keep it a reasonable TV slot. You have eight people at the beginning. You take the top four. They move on. Carry over the home runs. Why do it's the home run derby. It's supposed to be who hits the most home runs of the night. Carry over the home runs. And then the top two go into the final and then the top one wins. And it's, it's that simple. It's, I don't know why it's so hard for baseball to figure out. I, I, don't mind the new format. I think I've said that before in this podcast. Someone's getting eliminated every 15 minutes. Like, instead of waiting an hour and some change for anybody to be officially eliminated, you got someone getting eliminated after two people hit. And so it brings drama scattered throughout the competition. Um, you know, I know you're with, with the head-to-head came the clock, so we haven't had them separate from my memory um, before. So we're seeing a whole heck of a lot more home runs this way. And and you're, what you're saying should still provide the more homers. Because like Lee reminded us last night when Vladimir Guerrero Sr. won the home run derby, he won in the final round three to two. So <laughs> this, right, this batting for three minutes with the bonus, that's not really a bonus. Everybody gets 30 seconds. Yeah, that, but you can't let's talk about that. Bonus. Like that irritates me, the terminology, but that's minor. Um, but there's a heck of a lot more home runs now than what we used to see in Griffey's day when he won three of them. When, you know, uh, Cal Ripken won in 92 and, uh, you know, who else has won one? I mean, Sosa was always big in them. I think Frank Thomas won one. Sure. Um, you know, all those guys, they're hitting like seven home runs in a round and stuff like a lot more home runs. Yeah, I, I don't mind the time. I, that's not my gripe with the format of the home run derby. My gripe with the format of the home run derby is that I'm sitting here and I'm watching some of the better home run hitters get knocked out. That's my problem you know, with the home run derby. Good. It, it's not. It's not the the time format. I love it. I just. I yeah. wish. I wish the top four I'll people moved there. on. I got blanked out. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like out, but Steve had Rushman. He had 26 home runs, and like it felt good. I thought that like was a competitive number, but it wasn't untouchable. So like, I mean, he would have been in the top you know, four. Other guys are getting 30 he was and top 40 four. In the early round. He had more than the first two people. He had more than Mookie Betts. He had more than uh, yeah, but then people after him had. I can't more remember who Vlad hit 40, and like I mean, there's there was big numbers after him. Like 26 isn't untouchable. Um, where is the, where's the standing 27? Excuse me. That would have I mean, been good enough to go into the second round. And there's a record of 40 last year. I think it was, uh, 
the uh, Julio Rodriguez had back-to-back rounds of 31. So, like, when he hits the 27, I'm just not, like, that's not untouchable, especially when you're playing the one seat. Yeah, which but he was. And the one but my point uh, is, there the whole seating, Robert, the whole seating stuff is dumb. Have the best home run hitters keep hitting in the home run derby, and have the losers like Mookie Betts get out. I think they're acknowledging them; they're all good home run hitters, and so they all have their opportunity to. He advance. hit more than Randy Rosarena, and, and Randy Rosarena got to stay in. That's my problem. Just every hour, Adley hit more than Randy Rosarena, and Rosarena got to stay in the home run derby. That's my problem. He hit more than Vladdy Jr. in the first round, and Vladdy Jr. gets to stay in, and then Vladdy Jr. wins the whole thing. That's my problem. But the format, he beat who he had to beat. He could stop hitting. Like he hit Arozarena hit thirty five in the second round. Arozarena went first. He went first. He didn't stop hitting. Okay, that's fine. And I I think I got mixed up on when he wanted to stop hitting, and that was. I don't know when that was. Uh, That was somebody else, I guess. But anyway, he hit 35 in the second round. So more than 27 is possible. He shouldn't have been in the second round. He He didn't have more than Adley. He shouldn't have been in the second round. End of story. He had more than Garcia, who he's matched up against. I don't mind it. But it's dumb. That's my problem. The ratings are solid on it. Yeah, it's fine. America's dumb. America loves dumb stuff. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Oh, we love the home run derby. We love the bracket. We're America. We're dumb. Yay. American Idol! Yay! They loved it back when it was just eight hitters until it got, you know, it, it dragged and it was on the verge of kind of dying like the slam dunk contest. They wouldn't have not I stopped wish it doing would've. it. But I like wish they it were losing interest and it was Good. losing drama. So they packed drama into this. Every 15 minutes, someone's out. That's dumb. All right. You want to add drama? Get rid of some of your games. That's not what they really want to do. They, they, wanna, the they want to appeal contest. to the dumbest they amongst us. They to add drama because it was boring before. They want, when, to, oh, they want to appeal to the dumbest amongst us, and that's what they've done. Congratulations. America is dumber. I don't know if it just makes you some superior intelligence. America like, is dumber today than it has ever been, and it will be dumber tomorrow. The Home Run Derby homers. is a perfect microcosm of how dumb America is. Oh, we don't know how to, we don't know how to picture anything if it's not a bracket. How does this work? A competition without a bracket. How's this going to work? Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen to, the, listen to the it Neanderthals with this mid-season tournament minutes. that the NBA is talking about. Listen to the Neanderthals. Oh, mid-season tournament's dumb. Oh, I'm dumb. This is just your dumb. This is your what soccer way dumb, of thinking. Because dumb, over there in England, there's what no a playoffs. Dumb, dumb and there's no, you know, we got to win this Yeah, the best team eliminated. wins. You just end the season. And who, hey, who had the most points? Oh, they won. Oh, the no best team playoffs. won the Let's championship? Go. Gosh, that sucks. That's such a dumb way to decide but, it. I mean, people tune in for drama. So when you can when you can manufacture drama, people tune in. That's what they've done in this home run contest. I, I, I don't. You can not like it. People seem to like don't it. Worry, People are tuning I don't. in and watching. Well, like I said, we've seen more home runs in these last eight years of the competition this way than we saw it before. I don't think they're eager to try your way of going back to the eight man lineup and just see whoever hits the homers when they can every fifteen minutes have what's going to happen here instead of waiting until nine fifteen before you even wonder. Don't put the bonus time then. You can still eliminate. People in 15 oh, so minutes. We'll suck it up to nine o'clock. Good. People that will get eliminated in 15, minutes. 20 minutes. It'll be fine. We'll know who's eliminated. We'll be like, yep, that guy's done. Oh, this guy has to hit this many or he's out. Who just hit that homer? 
you're ahead of me then. Oh man, I'm on digital. <laughs> I'm on the internet. Yadi Diaz. Yeah. I don't have any money on this game, so I really don't <laughs> care what the score ends up being. Yeah. I was it was cool to Not watch the pregame and Griffey uh and Edgar and Buner and David Wilson doing the first pitch ceremony. It's just like celebrating my fandom as a as a child of Griffey, really. Like the home run derby, they talked about them a lot. They had this same little like three minute clip of talk about Griffey and pretty much focusing on the ball when he hit the ball and it hit the wall in the home run derby at Camden hit the warehouses and uh man it came on and I was like getting ready for dinner and stuff so I paused it recorded it um Steve came over and uh I played it again I was like hey this was cool like let's watch this and then they ended up playing it three more times <laughs> so we didn't didn't really need it recorded but uh it was I don't know I like but that's cool. celebrating Griffey when I went to the hall of fame I had a lot of that in my head and stuff and seeing that stuff and it's just memories <laughs> yeah that's fine and I, I liked what they did uh, like you said I like what they did at the start of this game having yeah. him and Martinez come out throughout the first pitches to Buner and uh, Wilson I did laugh out loud at Dan Wilson because I was like man look very good player don't get me wrong but with the other three, I was just like, uh, we need somebody yeah. else. He was there yeah. a long time, though. Dan too. the man Wilson, <laughs> which he's a man. Could have been Dan a man Wilson, and I would have been fine. Like, <laughs> he, I think, from the t- like amount of years he played in Seattle, he was there from 94 to 05. So he was kind of there as long as any of those guys and beyond those guys. I think, you know, he had built up that cred in, in Seattle. Oh, sure. So. It makes sense him being there. I mean, without a rod sticking around there, um, I don't know who else we're going to. Joey Cora, like no, that's <laughs> Tino, that's fair. Tino Martinez or something like it, it made sense. Yeah, it's fine. I don't have a problem. Like I said, it's fine. I just laughed because I was like, oh, okay. It's like if they have if if Major League Baseball ever ends the lawsuit against the Baltimore Orioles and the Orioles are allowed to host an All Star game, um. Even though yeah, officially, they need to get one back there. Well, yeah, we should have had one, but you know, yeah. Major League Baseball doesn't hold a grudge; they're just not picking it. Um, o dot Co. Coliseum will have an All Star game before Baltimore if this lawsuit keeps going on. Um, anyway, Chris <laughs> Hoyles, I'm sure, would be the guy who goes out there and catches, and I would be super pumped for it. But everybody else would be, who the hell is Chris Hoyles? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's whatever. Like, uh, but no, the All Star game is fine. <sighs> it's just, I, yeah. I watch it more. I'm going to stop. Like, I like I, I usually don't watch the Home Run Derby. I only tuned in because Adley was in it. And as soon as yeah. he got eliminated, I was like, all right, I'm out. Like, this is dumb. I watched a guy do something super cool that hasn't been done in a Home Run Derby, and he's going to get eliminated because he happened to play somebody. He happened to go up against somebody who just hit more. Why did he hit right handed more? He round. was smacking right handed. Because, as you heard Eduardo talk about, uh, it's easier to hit home runs out of that park than to right field than it is left field. Uh, Seemed like all night them things were flying out to left, and he hit a better percentage of his swings out to left. But um, I'm surprised. I don't know. I was surprised it went that way for him. Uh, Next year, I mean, see cool how he approaches it. I hope he's in it next year. Uh, and see if he approaches it different. No, I hope he says, I hope he comes out and says, Major League Baseball's home run derby's dumb. It's a dumb format. I'm not participating in something that's stupid. 
I do appreciate when we talk about the slam dunk competition and like, we don't know who these guys are and they're calling D league guys in, which we actually liked this year because it was a D league guy we knew, but here's the home run derby. And like, I know Shohei wasn't in it. I know. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. What's his face in Atlanta. Wasn't in it. But like after that, everybody, okay, yeah. it, it was a good as well shown thing here. Soto, maybe I was surprised. I, is Soto hurt right now. I haven't paid attention to him. I don't know. The Padres are so bad. I, they're not on my TV very often. So. <laughs> but, like, you're getting a higher rate of good players in this competition. And, uh, yeah, I, I I appreciate that for this. And I, I like that they come out and do it. I, I don't know. I, I watch it. I've watched it way more years than I haven't. I remember I missed it one time in, like, middle school because I was at 4-H camp. And uh, a couple of years ago, I missed it for some reason. But, like, I don't miss it off. But it's more, like, more just reminds me of being a kid and stuff. I it's not the best thing on TV or anything, but I had fun watching it last night. I had the winner from my random selection, and then I bet uh, I made investments in his direction late, and uh, I worked out both ways, so it was nice. Um, yeah, it's fine. I I had a good night monetarily on the home run derby, but because Adley's was hit uh, more than twenty two home runs. And they were giving me like plus 100, so even money. And I was like, all right, I'll take that. And he did. So at least I won that stupid bet. How many did he hit after he switched sides? He hit six of seven swings. Nice. Um, So he. But then, yeah, I knew he was going to do it when he got to 21. I was like, all right, I feel good. And then um, he did quickly. And then. I also had, you know, a pre-derby bet on Vladdy Jr., and he won. So, it's whatever. But I don't like Big Bang Theory either, so am I surprised that America likes something I don't know? Yeah, Big Bang Theory's (laughs) hilarious. Friends is hilarious. They laughed so you know when the joke's been made. Great. If your show has a laugh track, I'm out. While we're just, you know, riffing here. And now I'm done talking about the derby. I don't want to keep talking about it, but... I mean, it was very much a 90s thing. I guess a lot of the today's shows don't, but they have a lot of these, like... <laughs> That's what we need to do. I'll just add shows. a laugh track to our podcast so people know when we've made a joke. Oh, wait. What we're I actually funny, so we don't have to do that. That's, I forgot. That's not a joke. Was uh, Northwestern's Pat Fitzgerald. Mm. That story Transition. came in and got handled quick. I mean, somewhat quickly. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Not, not great. At it. Not great. I would say it was a two-week well, suspension, and then you gotta like have then, some kind of investigation and looking into things. And okay. Well, the I president thought, initially said a two-week suspension, and then the public got a hold of the report, and the outcry came, and the president goes, "Oh, maybe we didn't treat this seriously enough." Yeah. I don't know. I was heard. I was reading reporters give me conflicting things that I I wasn't sure he would have gotten fired that quick. So, um, yeah. Well, okay, I, let's talk about that. Fired, great. Like, he deserves to be it. I'm glad he's gone. Um, but let's talk about that, right? The, After I see other coaches do worse, or not worse, maybe not worse, but do bad stuff in similar levels and still hang around for a while, like anybody that's ever coached at Alabama. <laughs> um, I mean... I haven't heard this coming out of Tuscaloosa. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I haven't heard it. Maybe I haven't read every detail of this either, but I... 
I don't know. Some sometimes coaches are around longer than it's needed. not I mean, run of the mill hazing. If, it depends if Morgantown still has uh, um, Huggy Bear there, still actually employed or not, uh, like he thinks he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. This it's, is worse than just, Huggy Bear. This is worse than Huggy Bear. I guess I haven't read enough of the details. I thought, uh, yeah, there was uh, hazing amongst the players going on, and he was aware of it. It is the details of the hazing. Okay. It's bad. It's not run-of-the-mill hazing. It's not like... Yeah. All right. I haven't read enough of it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we... Except that he was fired and moved on, I made guess. Him, we made him dress up and do skits in front of everyone. That's not what we happened. Didn't endanger everybody's lives by driving drunk, so it's, it's worse than that. Uh, I guess it depends on which end of the thing you're on. If you're on the receiving I just, end. I guess I'm also trying to make poke at Huggy Bear. Just like, so, go sit down, dude. Like, you're the place that you were God needed to be rid of you. And they, they made that happen one way or the other. Apparently with resignation later with your name at the end of it. Um, and so I just don't get like what, what's going on there. Um, well, I want to go back to Pat Fitzgerald really quickly, but you talking about you're seeing conflicting things on whether he knew or didn't I did know two days and, ago. I haven't since, but I think that goes into what I'm about to say. The same, the same weekend that the New York times closes their sports department is the same weekend where a student journalism department at Northwestern has to keep digging and finding out more to find out that Pat Fitzgerald actually knew probably quite a bit of what was going mm. on. And so it has to be the student newspaper, which I've said in other instances, too, that if you want the best coverage for a team, you probably need to go see what the student newspaper is saying, because they're the only ones actually trying outside of, you know, major national brands. But um, I, I think I think it was great work by the student newspaper at Northwestern to go in and keep digging and, and find the story. It seems like Pat Fitzgerald was, uh, again, based on in the article what it's talking about and in this report that Pat Fitzgerald is, you know, clapping and which is, you know, kind of like kind of giving signals to the captains like, hey, we need to you need to go do this hazing to this kid, which involves, you know, players being going into a dark room and. Cover your ears if you have young ones listening to this podcast, which, bad idea by you, but um, <laughs> you might want to skip a little bit. I, I, According to the reports, dry humping players, um, forcing them to be naked, going to sinners who are naked and taking snaps from them, uh, having a bunch of naked linemen oiled up and then ha- making the players that are being hazed run through them in a human car wash. Um, Yeah. It's just stuff that I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. What are you thinking? Why? And for Pat Fitzgerald, here's the thing. If for Pat Fitzgerald to say, and I was listening to somebody else say this and it, I thought it was a great point. Uh, Pablo Torrey at Meadowlark. Um, College football coaches can't say when they're recruiting and in the public and, you know, talking to their players like, oh, we got to pay attention to detail. That's what's going to separate us apart. I, I know everything. I am paying attention to detail. That's why I'm such a great coach, blah, blah, blah. And then on something like this, be like, oh, I didn't know this was happening. 
that's a kind of a big detail to not know what's happening at your program. Yeah. Yeah. So either A, you knew and didn't do anything about it, which you get fired, or B, you claim to be this man of I'm running the program. I I know everything up and down. This is my program. I'm gonna control it. Pay attention to details, blah, blah, blah. And then not know, aka have a pretty big detail that you're missing on your program and not actually in control and don't have knowledge of what's going on inside your own house, in which case you probably get fired. I'm okay with Pat Fitzgerald being fired. Pat Fitzgerald's lawyering up because he wants that money. Um, We'll see if he has to pay it. I would imagine Northwestern's going to have plenty of reasons cause. for yeah. cause, and he is not going to survive by getting paid any money. This might end in a settlement, but I don't think if it goes to court, Pat Fitzgerald's not going to win. Well, I guess I guess one of my first statements was I thought they moved kind of quickly. I, I hear the two week. It was two weeks. Two week thing, yeah. but like that was when I heard the two weeks was when I was still hearing people saying like the people sending the accusation or like filing a lawsuit. I guess that was with accusations. It was yeah. It was one accusation at the start, yeah. and then and a total of eleven so players have really now heard. So right. Then, I get you have to find out more and understand the source and understand what they're saying, you know, and everything like the first word of this was what Thursday and he was fired on Monday. Like, well, the first word of a punishment, apparently the investigation had been going for on for six months and Northwestern uh, said, okay. so I'm talking about something. I don't know. Then that's, that's Northwestern said two weeks. I had heard of it was Thursday. And then for him to be fired on Monday, I just thought, okay, they're swiftly moving here. Something was, something was really bad. They know something for sure. Where two weeks, two days before which that, by the I way, no anything for sure. The two weeks were not in season; they were like this week, no, and next, next week. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So not even a game. You're not even suspended a game. And then once more people, once this report come out, more players are backing it up because the 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 other thing here is players I mean, in the program were saying, "Oh, this is just a disgruntled player. This is you guys don't know. It's way overblown. Yeah, you guys that. don't know." And then eleven players total come out, including one who is a mental health therapist and says i've had to seek therapy for 10 years over what happened to me when i was at northwestern that's not good that's not good it's not one disgruntled player that's 11 players that's a problem and it goes back to that it goes back to the culture and again i'm not naive i don't think this is only happening at northwestern i hope what's happening at northwestern isn't happening other places but i'm not naive to say that there's not other inappropriate incidents of hazing going on at other colleges, high schools, and wherever, there's an organized group that believes hazing is a good idea. I do think this is, I was never into fraternity culture kind of for that reason. I just, I never understood. I have to go through something absolutely humiliating. Punishment for friendship. And punishment to be friends with you. Like that seemed like an odd request to me. And so that, that was just one of the reasons I didn't get into that kind of culture. Um, and, and this is kind of another example where the, the defense of it is, well, you know, it brings our team closer together through this shared experience. I'm like, well, winning games is a shared experience. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't need to do that. That doesn't sound fun. I mean, I know in all the sports I played in high school, I'm not going to say there was zero any kind of hazing. Nothing on the verge of anything you were just talking about. Uh, I think the worst I ever probably received was like a pink belly. Um, 
which shouldn't happen. Uh, but like, and that wasn't on also, all the sports that I've won on. We didn't have any <laughs> hazing. <laughs> I did a lot of winning in football. There was no hazing there. Yeah. Like we, we were coached hard. But that's also a coach, hard. right? That's also a coach who actually does have his thumb on the program and knows everything yeah. that goes on. And if that, something like that was going on, he probably would have put an end to it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There was, you know, I'm not going to say everything. I mean, I think the seniors in my sophomore year, the year they won the 2008 title, they'd wear like their boxers out on Thursday uh, for the um, for the warmups. But like, that's also most of them like their decision, their, and they're not being told yeah, to do. They're it. still covered, and I mean, they're still wearing clothes. Uh, most of them actually brought like additional boxers that looked weird or something to like put over top of whatever else they had. So like, it just wasn't about nudity or anything like that. Um, so like, not everything was, you know, when when we talk about that program, a lot of people talk about like how well it control and player and stuff. And that was within, that was within what was allowable. And that was like, you know, a smirk while we're still doing the business at hand. When you're doing these kind of activities where people are having to seek mental health treatment and stuff, like we're talking about at Northwestern, like that's in the way of you getting something done. So I think any good coach is going to, you know, make sure nothing's in the way of productivity, like I experienced in many of my coaching, by my coaches while I was at Riverheads High School. Um, and yeah. even where I said I got a pink belly, you know, it's like while we're waiting on the bus, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't like between innings or during practice with the coach standing over. It was like that was just people, kids being kids on on that end. And I know that's a dangerous phrase to throw at something that could be considered hazing. And I know what I had there could be considered hazing, but like I didn't think of it as like team building or this is what I have to do to be on this team. It was just like, man, those guys teamed up on me. And, and and did that. So like I don't know. I don't know. And I also and I also don't understand. Hopefully, no investigations come to Riverheads baseball from 2002 based on what I just said either. I don't like. I just don't think that would be necessary. But so. I also just don't understand, right? Like, kind of like you were saying, if you're the coach of a program, right? And oh, this is another incriminating thing against Pat Fitzgerald. There's a there's a whiteboard in one of the coaches' offices that has you know naked bear crawls and a list of players' names on it. You're like, okay, so you're gonna never go in the coach's office, or how does that work? Like, because that's on. There's a someone went in there and took a picture of it, so it had been on there yeah. for a while. Um, but anyway, <sighs> just you, I, and you touched on this already. I don't understand if you're a coach why you want your players to go through a traumatic experience. That's your goal as a coach should to be to not have that happen. Yeah. Or the traumatic experience is outside of the sport. It's something you can't control. That's this is something that Pat Fitzgerald absolutely could have controlled. He didn't. It's a good and now he's fired. Based on what you've told me here, too, this is a good example that I think we see in other instances in life, maybe not always sports related, where, hey, this is what happened to me, and I'm gonna make a big deal out of this. And initially people are like, Oh, you can't trust this source. But all, all of a sudden, here's 11 other people saying the same thing. So that one voice helped others feel empowered to put their voice out and, and help stop a problem. Uh, I think that's relevant. And, and if Pat uh, Fitzgerald wanted to be – And if Pat Fitzgerald was a quarterback, I guess – Something on this side of the case, like here's a good example of like, you know, voices can be heard and help others, you know, spread their voice and could be remembered for other 
instances. Yeah, and I guess if Pat Fitzgerald was a really good quarterback, he could play in Cleveland. But unfortunately, he's a football coach and he got fired. So, oh god, I this is that's the right decision by Northwestern to let him go. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, now, no. where Pat Fitzgerald is going, the only thing I think he has a case on is nothing new came out or not that much new came out since oh you said like 11 more people or whatever well more people but in terms of what is being what he's being accused of nothing new has come out since the two game suspension it's just been public outcry and more players corroborating the story which at that point that kind of does make the university look a little bad but I still think I I still think any judge is going to say there is absolute cause for you to be fired here. Yeah. You cannot have that Especially go on. with the increased numbers. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the two week. I, I guess I'm just not going to split the hairs of the two week. If they were still looking into everything and taking in new information. And maybe that's what the president will say. With the two weeks. And then didn't even have to wait the two weeks to be like, oh, we need to pull the plug here. Like, I, I guess I'm still not throwing hate in that direction on that aspect of it. Getting somebody fired at a college is, usually a hard thing to do so but you were talking about Bob Huggins the one that too. makes more money than anybody else on that campus yeah well or in the state probably um but I you mean, were talking at least one day of talking to their lawyers of like can we fire this guy you were talking <laughs> about Bob Huggins and yeah the craziness behind that right like yeah. so he he has his radio appearance which is not does not go well and then he gets, I thought that he was he, might be gone then in today's culture. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was I gone then, gone but then. Yeah. apparently West Virginia and him came to an agreement that he would just have to give back a large sum of money for the remainder of his contract. Okay. I mean, we are not even out of the same off season, and he is paycheck didn't hit, and, and he is getting <laughs> oh, a DUI in Pittsburgh, and. Yeah. Then yeah. comes out yeah. and says, hey, um, his I believe it was his agent or his lawyer at the time. Uh, sends something saying, hey, he's intending to step down. Bob Huggins doesn't do email. So he does it through his wife's email as a proxy and says, yes, he's stepping down. Has his name at the end. As Has his in, name in, at the end of said letter uh, yeah. or email. And then now has decided wait a minute, there's $42 million. Or no, I'm sorry, that's Pat Fitzgerald's number. Um, I, I don't know what Bob Huggins' number is. But Bob Huggins is saying, wait, there's a lot of money on the table here. Um, I'm still the West Virginia basketball coach. Which, I mean, he can <laughs> Even say Even hired somebody different. Yeah, he can say that. I mean, I could also say I'm the head basketball hey, coach of West Virginia University. It was in Florida can claim national championships, sure. Yeah. Does not make it true. Um, I This is another one that I would imagine... <laughs> I mean, he said he's going to take him to court if he has to. I That's going to be a quick case. I would imagine the judge is going to look at that and be like, because uh, here's the thing. In today's day and age, if you're going to, if you're willing to take something to court, they can absolutely go through and figure out who was on the laptop and who sent that. You Did can't the lawyer, tell me it took him two weeks to, to realize that, that he had resigned. Sent. Yeah. Oh, if by the way, like he also night, came in. He's like, wait a minute. This is also in the West Virginia University press release, which I found hilarious. Bob Huggins also came in and cleaned at his desk. Is that something you do when you don't resign? Because uh, let me no. tell you, I have never cleaned out my desk of somewhere where I'm not going back to work. 
I, I if if that night after that statement came out that he resigned from like a personal voice that it was being said, and he was like, wait a minute, people around me have jumped the gun. This is not my intent. Okay, I'll listen to him at that moment. It's been week. It's been two weeks. And you cleaned out out your desk. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you talking about, Bob Huggins? Bob Huggins is... All your players are gone. He's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. He told the team he was resigning. He cleaned out his desk. It's been bizarre. It is absolutely bizarre. I can't believe any of that. Like, that story is just... He threw his wife under the bus... Here's the thing. That's that's funny crazy. He's stuck with her at home now. Pat Fitzgerald, not funny crazy. This (laughs) is funny crazy. Like, this is a story where you're just like, dude. And it honestly does make you wonder, like, is he drinking now? Like, was he drunk when he (laughs) thought this plan would work? I I just, I don't know how you resign for a job. I don't know how you resign from a job and two weeks later try to convince yourself, like, you know what? What if I just show up to work? That dude had his mind in the seventies, and uh, it's not that it's not the that world anymore. And no, it is not. He's there's no way he's coming back now. No, not at West no. Virginia. Now, will he get a job somewhere else? Yes. Do I think Pat Fitzgerald will get a job somewhere else? Probably. Pat Art Bryles got a job. Not with these accusations. Not immediately. Not immediately. Yeah. But Art Bryles got a job. I think. I think Bob Huggins, maybe in a year. <laughs> I think Pat Fitzgerald, it, it might take a couple years. If Bob Huggins is willing to go to, like, Cleveland State or something and just kind of, like, rebuild, he's going to have to go the Rick Pitino route. But if he's yeah. willing to do that, he'll get a job. He's going to have to have his own Iona. Well, maybe Iona. Well, I'm pretty, they, they got somebody in there at the moment, but. But if that doesn't work out, what's old Bob Huggins doing? <laughs> I hope it might get a reputation. <laughs> It'd be like embarrassing to be like the school that just keeps hiring the people that have messed up other places. I would, I would have, I would be embarrassed if if that were my school. Well, Liberty might need a basketball coach. Mm, well, well, well. <laughs> they might need a football coach. Hey, too. Bob Huggins went. And he played in Ohio. He played in Ohio at your Ohio. He's not the Ohio Bobcats will not hire him. <laughs> I feel fairly, I feel fairly confident, Ohio, and his last two at West Virginia. I feel fairly confident that the Ohio Bobcats will not hire him. Liberty might. They also <laughs> might hire Pat Fitzgerald. They could get both of them at the same time. They're big on second chances. Had you have you uh, sw- tried any of the? threads app yet or have you just no. held steady with the Twitter? I haven't I at least I at least opened it up. I at least got it running and got the screen name and did, it was easy because if you had an Instagram it just kind of carried and so it really wasn't much to it. Right. Uh, my Instagram following is far different than my Twitter following. Um oh I, I heard that it was this if those people have threads then they automatically follow you. And you automatically follow the people you follow with Threads. Yeah, like there's a button I guess you press at the beginning that's like, do oh, you want to like followers yeah. follow everybody that you're following on mm-hmm. uh, Instagram? And so if you press yes, like I did, everybody that already had a thread I was following, and then as the other people come on, it, you'll follow. It, them. Like ask them if if I can follow them. Um, but it's crazy. I 
you know, with all the hubbub around Twitter and stuff, I've been keeping an eye open for like what could challenge Twitter for that kind of social uh, media platform. And that blue sky one was the one I kept hearing about, kept hearing about, but the, I guess it's not that weird, but the thing with that one is like, you can put your name on a list to try to get an invitation or when you, when famous people, I guess, get it, they can invite like one person. So it just like, is like a slow rollout that way. Well, that slow rollout killed him because threads just comes kind of out of nowhere and takes all momentum blue sky ad out. And now threads looks like the one that is going to have a best chance at, at challenging Twitter. Now it's funny that like some of the privacy settings and default stuff is the exact same as Twitter, but um, I don't know. I think, I think some of that is more, I mean, I say this, I'm still on Twitter. It's not like I, I left. I'm still on there. I'm also going to build up my following on threads because like I said, my Instagram following wasn't the same as what my Twitter was. So when I want to see sports news, it, I didn't go to Instagram. I was going to Twitter. So I gotta, I gotta build that up. Um, but just some of the nonsense that comes out of Twitter, like it seems like for no good reason of like how many posts you can view and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay. Like it's just seems like they keep getting in their own way over there. So, yeah, no, while we're talking about this, yes, I agree on both things that you said. Um, first, the la- the latest thing you just said that to the people that think Elon Musk is just a genius, no matter what he does, there is no one who is going to tell you it's a good business idea to l- on a social media app where you're trying to charge sponsors money to advertise to limit the number of posts your users can see. No one is going to tell you that that's a good idea. Advertisers are already on the fence about the Elon Musk Twitter era. And now he's giving them more reasons to be like, "Mm, this isn't a good idea. And by the way, in his own tweet that he put out trying to defend this, like, look, our culture spends too much time on Twitter anyway, so I'm actually doing you all a favor. And I'm like, uh, I mean, you're probably not wrong in that sense, but that's not a great way to make money on this thing that you're saying is impossible to make money on. Yeah, if you're looking out for everybody's good, maybe you should have just left things alone. Yeah, don't change anything. Because <laughs> like that's what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted you to not change something, yeah. and you changed it. They yeah. also and said they don't you want you to, to be the money. CEO. You wanted to, like, you wanted to make a couple hundred million on your billions that you have. And uh, yeah, you've. It's already lost half its value since he bought it, which is amazing. That's the fastest I've seen somebody lose $22 billion. The dude has a lot of smarts. He has the ability to put people in the right spots and manage and understand concepts to lead people into space and make electric cars, you know, very doable and like lead the charge in that area. Like, I don't need a well But it doesn't mean he knows how to run a social media company. Right. And that's become I don't, I don't need this guy to be obvious. Yeah, it's become painfully obvious he does not know how to run the social media company, which is fine. Yeah. I also don't know how to run a social media company, but I'm also not in charge of it. So that's okay. And, and like to your blue sky point, this is the guy who used to own Twitter. And I knew this was gonna happen. I as soon as I saw this, I was like, if Blue Sky doesn't open up like yeah. today. They are we gotta dumb. go. They are dumb. So what do they not do? Open up. Then Threads well, announces the next day that they are open for business. And wouldn't you know, they're already getting a ton of subscribers on Threads. And for the first year, they've already said there's not going to be any advertising for the first year, which is a great, great idea. That's how you drive people up. Because what's what do people hate? 
being swamped with ads. So get them all in that first year. You get all the people in there. You get them using your app. You get the data on them. And then you can go to the advertisers and say, this is what we have. This is, this is, these are our app stats. That's brilliant. Now, I'm not on it, um, mainly because I don't know if I need another social media app at this point. Um, I guess my thing with it is, and you've already touched on this, the people I follow on Instagram, I am not, that is almost no news breaking people. Oh yeah, I there are people like that on, I think have like, funny reels yeah. or funny pictures, um, or cat stuff. Like, I don't, I don't really want to see what the cat person's like thoughts are on anything outside of the cat reel that I watch. Like, or the guy who dubs over animal videos and makes you know makes it a funny video because he's you know personifying the animals. I don't really care about his opinion on anything else in life. Is that what you were watching last night instead of the home run derby? It is part of it, yeah. <laughs> I was on there. I was, you know, watching some hilarious cat reels. Watching some cat videos. <laughs> watching the hilarious cat reels making me laugh. And then. Oh, goodness. And then it was the home run derby. And then actually, you're going to be surprised by this. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Instagram people, I see these people, these people on this Gillette ad. I, you know what? This is where I feel older than ever. I don't know the guy's name. It's Joe something, and his dad's on it's there. It's the guy that who's the dad of yeah, and they, sports teams, and it carried on from there. Yeah, yeah, and then he rates his girlfriend's accent, and he's got this heavy New York accent. He tells her she's pronouncing yeah. everything wrong. Yeah. Um. I, I just – this is how I'm old. That was a social media influencer absolutely on my TV promoting a product and i'm like god don't you get enough damn kids yeah damn kids <laughs> what are you you're good at instagram or tiktok or whatever see that's another one i don't have that you do i don't have tiktok um but yeah. well i don't have a blue state. sky blue sky well, missed i don't have the a boat. state twice so i'm allowed to yeah yeah well that's true blue sky missed the boat that's for they sure they did absolutely did and, and that is, if I may, that is where celebrities are too far up their own, you know, what's about themselves. Like, oh, we'll make it exclusive. Cool. Well, have your own exclusive thing where you can keep your echo chamber alive because I don't really care. You know what's exclusive is a text group. So, yeah. This, <laughs> like, that's exactly. That's, exclusive group. that's your, when you hear about like all the Marvel heroes in one text group or something, that's your exclusive. That's where you also you can, you can invite me to that text group and I would not want to be in it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't care very long. There are very few oh. celebrity text groups. I think I'd want to be in. Yeah, I mean, I like celebrities. Don't get me wrong, but. Do I really this goes to another thing? Do, do I really care what they think about a lot of stuff? Not really. Yeah, I don't I don't need. To, you know, about as much know as I care about what other years, the general public thinks know. about a lot of things. Yeah. I Do I care about what Americans like, like? No, because they like Friends and Big Bang Theory and the Home Run Derby. No. I don't even know if Britney Spears is excited to see me and wants to like get my attention. Uh, that's why I would have security guards like Wimbledonna and just have her. I think it would just be your wife. <laughs> I think your wife would just smack Britney Spears. And that was the biggest little no story. Over oh the my like, gosh. Britney Spears got when I heard th- by the security guards. And then they show the video and it's like her hand like hit her own face. Like, and she's like coming at him. Like, 
I don't know. I, just... I agree. When I saw the story, I was like, yo, that's probably not great. And then I watched the video, and I was like, eh. It's such a no story. Like, I, I don't even, I, I kind of hate even bringing it up, but it was just. Who ugh. better to know not to just reach out and touch a celebrity than a celebrity? Yeah. Especially her. Like, that seems ugh. like a thing that you would be like, that would have already been covered in Celebrity 101 or whatever. Also, yeah. I didn't, I have it on mute now, but I wasn't muted the first time Shohei Otani came up. That was really cool that the Seattle fans gave him a standing ovation because that's a rival team he plays for. That's a but that's just rival. now they also chanted "Come to Seattle," which <laughs> that's like if he comes to Baltimore and the Oriole fans starting started chanting "Come to Baltimore." Like, there's the biggest problem there is going to be that you're not going to pay him. Like, it's 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 easy to cheer the guy when he's wearing a teal uniform that doesn't sure. say <laughs> "Angels" across the front. So, but still cool, and and he deserves it. I mean, he is. Yeah, he's awesome. He he's is awesome. baseball. I, I think you can make an argument that he's already the best player in the history of the game, given what he's done already in his short career at the plate and pitching at the same time. He to 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 have that statement validly thrown at him, he's he's just got to do it longer. That's the only thing between him. If he keeps up anything close to this kind of pace within reason, I mean I I know it's gonna dip and, and maybe surge, but like you know, something around this for like a period of time, that's easily the conversation. Like as much as you threw praise at Jokic about like how good a center he was and stuff. And I kind of threw back at that. I'm with you on Otani. Like, I think he stands out so much in the modern today's game of what he's able to do. And when people compare him to Babe Ruth, he blows him out the water and, and doing it in today's game. Like, that's just so impressive. Like, because no one has played both ways, like, to a degree this since Babe Ruth was a Red Sox. Like, <laughs> so it's been a long time. And here he's doing it with against the modern athletes, against with all the science in the world being thrown at baseball, trying to figure out how to stop people. He's doing it. Uh, so it's, but just, even, it's so incredible. He's performing at, at the best rate ever. I would have made a similar argument about King Griffey Jr. at one point where yeah. like, I think he is the best player to play the game, but he didn't do it long enough and, and injuries got in his way. And I, you know, I've made that statement before too, but I'm, I'm rooting for him. That's my, yeah. I think my new thing now that I'm getting old is like rooting for these guys. Like when Bignan, I already mentioned him. I'm rooting for the kid. I know he was terrible in his first game. Solid in his second game. I'm rooting for him to be good. I don't want him to be some kind of fair. With that much hype, I don't want him to be bad. I don't want him to be Zion. I, yeah, I want Otani to keep tearing it up and keep doing it. I don't think he's going to do it in Anaheim or, you know, as, as an angel. But I'm interested to see where he goes. I, hope oh, he I, think, I, can I think individually he absolutely could. Now, will he win a World Series there? Maybe not. Um, but I think individually he could still put up those numbers. Like, I don't think that's going to be the problem. I think he has a good stretch ahead of him. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see why he can't. And, and honestly, like you bring up a good point about Babe Ruth, but even Babe Ruth didn't do it at the same time. Like he didn't pitch every five days and play the outfield the other days. That wasn't what he did. And I know Otani's technically DHing some, but when he's not, when pitching, he was a Red Sox, he wasn't playing in the field the other days. He's only hitting on the days he pitched. I was listening to a baseball podcast and they said, nobody has ever done it at the same time. Huh? I didn't know that. I thought he did. I thought he I thought did he too. Did I thought he. It. I thought he had too until I heard that, and I was like, hmm, "That's interesting." Yeah. Um, Assuming he did, I still am more impressed with what's going on here. And well, like, yeah, because Otani's doing it against better I hold players, on to right? Credit for Babe Ruth more than you do, but like, well, but Otani's also doing it against actual athletes and not plumbers. So, 
Yeah. No offense to plumbers, but if Major League Baseball was filled with people who also did plumbing as their day job, like if I was watching my church league softball team play in the MLB All-Star game, I'd be like, well, not that impressed. Like, <laughs> that's why Babe Ruth was so good. Um, but yeah, Shohei Otani's doing it against, you know, people who are also like their pr- job is to be a professional athlete. Like that's their job. And that makes it even more amazing what he's able to do today. And hopefully, you know, he's able to inspire more people to attempt to do that because that's something that was just unheard of. Like that was not, if you went to your coach and said, I want to pitch and play in the outfield every day past college, they would have laughed at you and said, all right, dude, whatever. Like, but Shohei Otani has proven that he can do that, which is awesome. And I love it. And like you, I, I'm rooting for him to stay healthy, keep doing this. Because it's yeah. it would be awesome. I, I'm already close to saying it, obviously, but it would be awesome to say, in, in a sport that has existed as long as it has, I've seen the greatest player to ever play the game. Now, I think I, mean, I have before. I think it's just debatable on who you would pick. Um, this would be slam dunk, no doubt, Shohei Otani. Yeah. I am not I, one of those people I'm that glad. thinks Babe Ruth is the best player to ever play the game. Like I will die on that hill. If Babe Ruth is the best player to ever play yeah, this game, they I, should get rid of the game. I I don't that aspect of what you say I don't really argue with. I give more credit to him performing against his competition at the time and excelling well be above them when other people had the opportunity to play against those same people and didn't do anything that he was doing. Mm-hmm. So like I give that more credit than you seem to. But if you throw Babe Ruth's like abilities into today's game, he's he's not he's not at that rate. I, I, I agree with that. Well, like, there was, there was also a large portion of the population that wasn't allowed to play. So, Yeah, great point. Absolutely great point. Um, did you watch that soccer game the other night when I texted you late and I got very or I got a confused response, yeah, I believe. And- that should have told you. I did not watch that. I forgot that yeah, was, was happening. That? How was I watching? I know. I forgot it was happening. When you want? texted me and you were like, Canada, I was like, what, what did Canada do? Send us another wildfire? Like, And then I looked up and... I got on my got on my phone. <laughs> yeah, what do they do? Send us more smoke, um, and, and we sent all the smoke back to the Canada soccer team. But um, yeah, then I looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's a game." Um, yeah, I was watching. I didn't watch the full game. I had mostly audio because I was in the other room for most of it. Uh, obviously, saw the big plays, but then I watched overtime and the penalty kicks, and that was an exciting soccer game. U.S. went up early or not early, but in the second half. And then they allowed a late penalty kick to tie it and, or equalize it or whatever word right. you want to say. Equalize. And then yeah. we went down, us went down in overtime and had to score very late in the second part of overtime mm-hmm. to uh, equalize time. it and then force penalty kicks and then penalty kicks. They were solid. They, they got a, they got two, the first two, they stopped, they saved the first two um, and then took it from there. Yeah, Turner's great at saving penalty kicks. He's he's pretty good at he's that. He's good. Which is awesome. It's good to have that he in, was your, like, in your bag. I was making I see I'm fresh off of Ted Lasso, so I was making the Van Dam reference during it. So Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, but I mean in Canada and he wasn't Canada, but it was all there. It's an important <laughs> win. Uh don't get me wrong. But this is also kind of and this is where I I won't harp on it too much this week, I promise. But 
it's the B team. So part of me is like, well, don't read into it. But then part of me is like, well, but these are the guys that Greg Verhalter thinks are the A team. So not great. What's going to happen against Panama on Wednesday night? If we lose to Panama. Because Panama is not as good as Canada, right? <sighs> no. Yeah. We should not lose to Panama. And then we likely see Mexico in the final. Likely Mexico. Because Jamaica is the team playing. Now, Mexico. the Copa America, which is later this summer, will be the A team again, I believe. That will be an A team. I don't know if Greg Burholter is taking over then or not. Or if Greg Burholter is not coming on until we start the qualifying process for the World Cup, which we're already qualified for. But we still play in the qualifier games. Um, you might be asking why. I wish I knew. Um, just so we can find out how bad we're going to be, I guess. When Greg Berhalter's like, well, Gio Reyna gets a lot of assists. We don't really want him on the field. So let's put in this other guy who sucks. And <laughs> then we'll sit here and just be like, well, but this is, we had 80% of the possession. We just didn't do anything with it. Is that good? No, Greg. I don't want my team to hold the ball for 38 minutes of a 40-minute football game and score zero points. Jerk. Well, I'm pumped for the girls' World Cup. I, I uh, the, the women's World Cup, excuse me. And that's yeah, uh, what July was, 20th, the 20th, it starts the 21st at 9 p.m. The U.S. plays uh, Vietnam. <sighs> that is such uh, a gift because a lot of Mr. these games are brutal times. Yes, the first two games, the nine on that Friday and then the next Wednesday we play at nine. So those are the two good ones. Everything else from there could be tough. Um, everybody else is playing at the tough hours. I, you know. FIFA just allows the U.S. to like. I was going to say that is a, a gift to the American audience, so yeah. we can have better TV here. It is a so. gift to the American TV audience where they're trying to grow yes. the game. That is exactly and I what that they is. do it for Argentina too. I think they because that's another kind of like that. yeah, it's another yeah. nation that is absolutely soccer crazy. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, you know that's the U.S. soccer team that does a lot, a lot of winning. So. Uh, I'm hoping the kids can be into that and it's easier to keep their attention towards following through that tournament with, with them winning, you know, with my Kate, my kids ages. Um, this is the first time I know all three can really watch it to a degree and take it in. Now it's going to vary amongst the ages, but I'm hoping my oldest kind of starts to get some of that, you know, USA fandom brewing in her for soccer there. That'll be fun. Yeah, to answer your question from earlier in the podcast on is Juan Soto hurt, I would say no because he's, he's batting now. Yeah. I wish he would have done the home run derby. As I was going to say, team. I think if you win the home run derby, you should automatically have to do it again to defend it. Yeah, I I agree. But at least we're not like dealing with <laughs> bench players, AAA players being invited to this home run derby. Like We still get upper echelon guys there. So we still like the – you know, second and third most home runs in the league were in it and that kind of stuff. So like, that's that's good. I agree. Um, but yes, I am very excited for the Women's World Cup. I Look, the U.S. is one of the favorites, but this is going to be a very competitive tournament. Yeah. And I know yeah. we talked about that a few weeks ago, but this, this is going to be a good tournament. The rest of the world is investing in their women's football programs, and it's starting to show, and it's going to be an exciting tournament. I, I still think we can win it. Um, and I hope we do. Absolutely. What I did jump into kind of more on the D block items to cover while we're talking tonight. I 
was attempting to and didn't quite succeed, but I've done at least half. There's two American Gladiator documentaries out there right now. Uh, there is the 30 for 31 produced by ESPN that pretty much focuses on the um, creator of the show. And I'm only about halfway through that one. Yeah. What I watched all of is the American Gladiators documentary on Netflix. And, and it's like, wait, oh, I forget the name of it, but it, it's Muscles on of there. Mayhem Easily. or something like that. Yeah. That was the American Gladiators documentary that we wanted. Okay. Uh, that one focused on the creation of the show, the gladiators themselves, dove into a couple of the contestants, the creation of the games, the development. It just really talked about the gla- the the show, not focusing on one weird guy that created it. And they touch on him. I mean, they they hit on it and kind of hit on his oddities, but they don't focus on him really at all. Um, me knowing that Thirty for Thirty on ESPN exists and having watched half of it. Um, I think somehow the creators of this probably knew the other one was happening. And so they just went their other direction to probably fill the void that the rest of us wanted, which was tear this thing apart. You know, I want to hear Nitro talk for like 60% of this thing. He does. Um, You know, you want to hear about people talking honestly about steroids. You want to hear about people that are still afraid to talk honestly about steroids. You want to view that and see that, but also, dig into the games and, and that kind of stuff, which I really thought the 30 for 30 was doing a poor job at that. I, that's why I only watched half so far. So, um, well, it's a different so story. We touched on the Gladiators documentary. The one we want, the, 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 the subject matter that we want exists out there. It's on Netflix. That's cool because I have, I watched the 30 for 30 when it came out and this Netflix one has been recently dropped. Um, and so I, I had watched it on Netflix. It. it was good. I, I mean, didn't watch it on Netflix I mean, it because I was worried I about that. Like, I watched the ESPN 30 for 30, and I was like, oh, gosh, this was depressing. This has ruined my view of American Gladiators. And now, like, I'm nervous to watch this other one. But now that you've said that, I'll probably give it a look. Um, it's like a se- like one of those limited series. I guess it's like five or six episodes. Sure. And each one kind of takes, like, attacks one aspect of it. Um, but none of them being the creator to a full degree. So uh, I liked it. I, I like some of the kind of the way, how they presented it, how, where they got to with some of these guys thinking it was particularly nitro. Some of the people that nitro admits to taking steroids and stuff like that. And like, you know, talking about the wrongs of that. Um, I don't know. I, I appreciate it where it got to and it was, it was good. And it, it even covered like when it was dying, the show had its peak and then, was coming down from that and the weird things they did to try to keep it going with celebrity shows and how they maneuvered, you know, having people at first, it was like gladiators facing people that probably could be gladiators. And then they started getting people that were definitely physically smaller, but still athletic and had a chance to challenge. Um, you know, it was just interesting. them dig into all that. So it's out there. Yeah. Well, I'll give that a look. And again, it's just a different story. I, I don't hate, the 30 for 30. I mean, I, it bummed me out, but I think that's an important story. It's, I learned something watching that documentary. It, you're right. Nitro being in this one is, makes this one different because Nitro wasn't in the last one. He wasn't, he's not in the 30 for 30. There's a couple people that carry, um, over like that are in both that I, yeah, that I know from the, uh, the one guy's name's eluding me. Malibu. 
Yeah, um, and he's, they, they he's do on a the lot face. more on him in the in the Netflix one. Yeah, he's the face of this one, but he's in the he's in the other one a lot too. And, and honestly, that's not because the thirty for thirty didn't want to talk to those other gladiators. Those gladiators didn't want to talk to them because they knew the story they were telling, and they didn't want to yeah. go down that story. It's a dark story, but I again, like I think it needed to be told. It's fine. Yeah. I I don't blame the other gladiators for not wanting to be in it that weren't in it, but um, yeah. I, this one being different and maybe more of what I was looking for in the 30 for 30 will maybe steer me back to that. And I'll, I'll give it, it a really watch. opened up my eyes. Like the first initial, like first half of the first season is the way they phrase it. And like the pilot, even before that, like the development of the games is really a, a huge story of this, how that show was. Cause like at first it was terrible. <laughs> and like some of the games were just absolutely dangerous and not even as entertaining as they could be. And uh, finally, they got the right people involved to, like, do it. And there's some skeezy people, <laughs> like the director for American Gladiators. Really skeezy dude. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's in both, so. Yep. Um, Makes claims to have dated one of the <laughs> Gladiators, and they cut to her, and she's like, um, not sure where he's getting that from. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. That's so yeah. bad. Gosh. And just the way it's shown, you just don't even doubt her a bit. <laughs> you, it's not like, oh, she's lying because she'd be embarrassed. No, I don't. I don't think. I think he overblew whatever he was referencing. <laughs> That's sad. Um, it is. Well, one of the things, and I know it's on your list too. Um, so we'll go ahead and finish off your list, I guess. The Immaculate Grid. It's been awesome, man. I love it. I sent it to you um, and Steve uh, when I found I've out sent about it. To many it. people. Yeah, when I found <laughs> out about it, I sent it to you guys. I sent it to another friend group that the four D Sports guys. Um, I've loved it. I haven't been immaculate yet, but it's fun. I've gotten close a few times. I've been mad at myself when I. One, I'm mad that Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. Um, yeah, I yeah. Still I'm glad you told that. me that. Because it would have burnt me. It's still hard to believe that he never won a Cy Young. Um, yeah. But, and there was another one where, uh, when I saw the most popular answer, I was mad that I didn't think of that guy. Um, but I still have fun. I still enjoy it. Today was the only one where I was like actually embarrassed. And it was this. There were two grids today because they announced that Baseball After Reference one, yeah. has bought out the Immaculate Grid. I guess. Um, but is, they're going to they keep it doing, the same. They're going to keep it important. the same, which they said. Now I hope. That's true. Um, they've already made some slight changes, but those slight changes are changes that don't bother me because it's where I went after I was done with the Immaculate Grid anyway. Small it, instead of showing you the small. most popular yeah. player, and that's all you see, it has a link for you to click, and it'll show you, it tells you how many people would have fit in that square. You click it, and it shows you all the people that would have fit. And then there's also the most popular answer, and you can still see that. Yeah. And the percentages, which is also what makes it cool. It's like, oh, it's, man, only 2% of people. I'm one of, I'm one of 2% that knew <laughs> that this guy did this or put this guy as the answer. It's a small additional information thing, that's, and that's awesome. Everything looks the same, feels the same. I, I like it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun thing. Just in case you're listening to us still and don't understand what we're talking about, it's a nine-box grid with three teams or categories across the top and three teams or categories going down the one of the sides. And then you have to meet 
like you have to find the player that meets both criterias. And most of the time, you know, teams is the most one. So it's like guys who have played for two different teams specifically, and you have to like figure that out. So, but sometimes it's like one MVPs or hall of fame or, you know, uh, 3000 strikeouts or stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've been immaculate a couple times. Uh, I made me question with you. When did you start playing like video, like baseball video games? MLB 99 was the first video game I ever played. See, so then I owned three before that. So I think that helps that like, and that's where I go to like those, the 1990 roster game, sports talk baseball on Sega, 95 world series baseball on Sega and triple play 97. Like a lot of my answers come from me spending way too much time playing those three games specifically. I really do find myself finding answers more from my video game playing than I do even modern time player, you know, today's players, uh, fantasy stuff has helped me the other day. I really pulled one out when Steve was actually in the same room as me. Um, and I pulled that one out and that felt good, but I don't know. I get a lot of eight out of nines and those, those start to drive me crazy, but I don't know. It makes me know the teams I don't know. And Milwaukee Brewers is one of them. Yeah. Um, they're doing the stand up for cancer thing. That's always. I'll be standing up for my wife. I'm I'm glad they do this. It is a tear jerking moment every time. Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, I'm glad your wife is doing okay. Um, you know, I lost a grandfather to cancer, and it's always tough. It's hard to run into anybody that hasn't had cancer affect their life in some way. Um, but absolutely, absolutely. Back to the yeah, immaculate I mean, grid. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> something that's fun. Um, the immaculate grid is great, and again, it's it's funny to see the names people pull out. And obviously, you know, there's some players that you just and there's some teams like Orioles, and, and there will be teams where Orioles might not be one of the clues. But I'm like, all right, well, I know we've sent a bunch of people here, so let me try to think of people that <laughs> went there that maybe went to this other place. Yeah. And and you start playing that game. Um, and I definitely quickly today learned... on the, one, the one on the afternoon because the teams were very I just felt like they're in my wheelhouse. I was like thinking of multiple players and trying to get the least like who is not going to mm-hmm. say this name. Like that's what I was really efforting to do this afternoon. Let me tell you, the number of Dodgers who have hit 200 hits is shockingly low. Like I guessed. I guess two people who didn't hit 200 hits for the Dodgers. And I was like, what? And the person I ended I up was, guessing was Jackie Robinson. He barely hit 200. Did he barely? I didn't even look at like what it was. 203 or something. Was, and and I was like, I what said. the heck? Uh, I was scared about Jimmy Rollins in, on the Phillies with 200 hits. And I know yeah. Pete Rose went there at one point in his career, but like certain stats, like. The 200 hits in a season, they have to be season, on that team. You have to do it with that team. But if it's Cy Young or Hall of Fame or something, it could be any team they played on at that time. Oh, so, I thought Cy Young had to be that season. Or oh, that maybe team. not Cy. Maybe, I, I meant, Hall of I, Fame, 3,000. Hall of Fame. 3,000 strikeouts, 300 wins, stats, 500. Yeah. yeah that, if so career stats. I yeah. didn't know if Pete Rose – I still don't know if Pete Rose uh, hit uh, – 200 there i guess i can see there's 17 see. people for the phillies had a 200 hit season and jimmy rollins was the as one of them probably the most recent Pete rose are you here 
immediately I'm not seeing them, so I'm glad I didn't put them down. So there you go. Yeah, for Yankee, I, I put Jeter because um, I got scared after. Did he have some hits? Yeah, but he if he was crap. on the Pirates. I thought he wasn't even deserving Let me to tell be you, if he was on the player. Pittsburgh Pirates, he wouldn't have had 200 hits. Um, but anyway, we um, – Those pinstripes make you hit. When when I was going through those, though, like the first Lord, one, I guess. He's done it. He had 200 hits a bunch of times. <laughs> put him on the Pirates. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. When couldn't have done that anywhere else. No. Um, <laughs> but now you've interrupted me. Oh, my first guess was Mookie Betts. Cause I was like, I think he had 200 hits last year. Spoiler alert. He did not. Um, then there was, wow. Big noon Saturday is Colorado versus TCU. Welcome to the beat down Dion. Um, <sighs> Then my next guess was a total throwout because I was like, I don't know. I remember this guy, Eric Karos. <laughs> that's one where after Mookie Betts was wrong, I shouldn't have tried to get Good cute. Lord. But I was like, I bet Eric Karos had 200 hits. Eric Karos had 176 hits. That's the most he ever had in a season. Um, but yeah, then I was just trying to – Adrian Gonzalez probably would have been a good one to guess. I was just trying to think of people. And you know what a game that I do try to throw back to sometimes if I need a player and it's a like one of those stat ones sometimes? I try to think, who was in backyard baseball? Uh, who were the backyard kids yeah. for that team? And then that that helps me sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some players you just learn. Like Gary Sheffield has bounced around. Fred McGriff has bounced around. Um, yeah. Canseco, Henderson, Canseco, those, are like Henderson. That I use. those yeah. guys bounce around. Ryan Klesko yep. played for quite a few National League teams. Yeah. Um, Jake Arietta bounced around. Yep. Arietta I've used. I had Walt Weiss today. That made me feel good. Fred McGriff was one of them. Aubrey Huff I threw at you. I, I did that for you. I did that too because I knew he was one of them. <laughs> now, honestly, when you say Oriole Ray, Aubrey Huff is the first person that pops to mind. Now, there was one that was more recent that my friends know I hate. And by more recent, I mean like last year. Um, and, and my friends know I hate him because as soon as we got him, I was like, why did we get this guy? He sucks. And he's eating up a roster spot that could be used elsewhere. Um, and now I need to scroll back up to the earlier one today because I've already forgotten his name out of rage. Um, the early one today was actually the one I got a little fancier with. That's Brett Phillips. That's the jerks. Name. Yeah. Brett Phillips. I'm like, oh, remember Brett Phillips? I was like, no. <laughs> he wore 66 for, I don't remember why. He loves Route 66 chips or something. I don't know. He he should have wore Route 66 for Route 66 as in he could go play there because I don't want him in Baltimore. Um, But yeah, my Orioles won today. I felt great. I did better in the, in, the one this morning because it was Braves, Orioles. Those are two teams I've seen a lot of. And then yeah. Angels All-Star. I obviously, you know, I went Mike Trout. You could go Shohei Otani. Um, I think that's where I like, I think I hit Rod Carew on that one. Just trying to get a lower percentage. Right. But for an example, yeah. th- this morning, uh, Reds, Rays, or Reds, Rays, All-Star was at the top. Down the side was Angels, Orioles, Braves. So you needed a red Oriole. I put Jose Iglesias. Um, you needed the Ray Oriole. Leland and I both put Aubrey Huff. Oriole All Star. I put Zach Britton. You put Cal Ripken. 
That was a popular answer. Uh, Braves, Red, I put Billy Hamilton. Braves, Ray, Fred McGriff, that was easy. And then Braves All-Star, I went Chipper. Um, that's that's where I got Walt, Walt in there. Yeah, but that's kind of what, if, if you've never played. And again, to find this game, all you have to do is Google Immaculate Grid. You get nine guesses. That's it. If you get one wrong, you're not getting an Immaculate Grid. That was one thing nope. that I did complain that I didn't like. And this goes back to my point on America's dumb. Don't listen to America. Um, when sports reference made this announcement, I saw the press release and then I saw them tweet about it as well on Twitter and was like, Oh, let me see. I'm excited about this, but let me see what there's a lot of comments on this. And I wanted to see if people had picked up on what I did in the sports and the press release where they talked about, potentially adding other sport immaculate grids like football, basketball. I played a football one. Yeah. Yeah. Now my complaint on the football one was right. My complaint on the football one that I, one of the two that are out there, um, there was one that was Steelers Ravens and I put Raven legend, Rod Woodson. And it said no. And I was like, no, he did. But then I looked and it's like, Oh, they had player dad is from 1999 on 99 on. Yeah. And I was like, that is dumb. That is so dumb and trust me that actually helps me more than it hurts me but that's dumb because sometimes i remember legends playing for multiple teams like there was another football one that thank goodness they don't have this dumb rule because there was one that was vikings cowboys it didn't work it worked for me it did not work for me i put rod woodson it's the only rod Rod woodson Woodson. there is 6.55 percent well there's another one where it's ravens raiders that was their one today i used rod woodson there i was right Oh, this one today is Ravens Steelers. Well, I don't know what to oh. tell you. I I put I'm on a different Woodson. one. We're on a different one. It has to be. That's the only answer. I don't know what to tell you. I I put Rod Woodson and it was no. It said no. We're on a different one. That's what I'll tell you. Oh. We're we're using a different source. That's why Baseball Reference, who also has Pro Football Reference and College Football Reference and all these other references. They need to own it and get them across the board here. Oh, I agree. But baseball, because baseball is where I'm at. Let me I, tell you, if they do, to do it daily. Yeah, that'll be the one I do daily. And I'll do the other yeah. ones just for fun, just to see how I mean, many I, I know. If I think of it, if I go to the time, I can like, tell you. I will NBA stop one, working in my backyard. There's an NBA baseball. one, too, that I've, I've done a few on. If I get three out of nine in NBA, I am pumped. Baseball, yeah, I, I need I to be getting, like, at least a seven. To feel good. Oh, if I don't get a seven, have I had any days I haven't got a seven? I don't know. There's been days. Today I got five on the second one, and I, I think seven's my worst. I, I it was everything. It, it took everything in me not to put my face in the heat press after I only got five. But uh, I will sit on it like all day if I have to. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. No, I got a five the other day. That was Sunday when I was cursing, but I should have waited until I woke up better. I, I did get a five. That was my worst. Um, but yeah, no, this, the immaculate grid is fun and I, and I would do any sport and they have a college sports reference too. I am very excited. Could you imagine? Well, this football one that I'm looking at, the one I did, that's what I hope they bring. I I do want them to carry that over, like played at like, you know, Oklahoma or LSU or whatever. That's what I have here. It's it's Falcons, Steelers, Super Bowl MVP since 1999 across the top. Yeah. That's the one I put Raven Steelers. That's the, the one the I put Rod Ravens, in. Packers, and then Ohio State down at the bottom. And so that was a cool thing to have. So I had my Steeler who played for Ohio State, uh-huh. Ryan Shazier. So, yeah. See, that's the one I put 
Rod Woodson and it said no. So I don't know what was wrong with it. It worked for me. I can send you a green screen. Uh, Well, I can send you the one where it said I was wrong. (laughs) And I will be pissed um because it was the first guest state falcon and ohio and ohio state super bowl mvp because here's the reason i know that leland because i was going to screenshot it and send it to you with the caption ravens legend and it when it said it was wrong i was like well this is dumb and i don't even want to play this anymore um but yeah there's another one that had cowboys viking and i put herschel walker um which was a fairly low percentage which Again, that's me being an old head, but um, yeah. Did you have to use all the picks that he got from in the other boxes? No, but that I could have probably. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, all the picks probably would have fit in the other ones. Um, but yeah, no, it's honestly like this is this goes to your theory and plays into it that I am a closet Cowboys fan because when it's the Cowboys, I can name some obscure people that played for other people. Yeah. Like Brandon Wheaton. It was like Cowboy Brown. And I was like, oh, Brandon Wheaton. <laughs> I, I can't remember the other team that was the, the Cowboy. And I was like, oh. And I was all of them were under 2%. I think it would be cool on particularly a baseball grid to have. Uh, I, I don't know. It'd be cool to have one one time where it's like four boxes and you're having one player. So like a team, a guy that played for all four of these teams, like that would be a cool one to have to like think of. And like, you'd have to go top level. You you couldn't like, they couldn't have a guy that's like dug in the weeds there. Like you'd have to do someone more popular or like Ricky Henderson, probably the answer, but like that, I think it would be cool to like have a shot at something like that. Like, you know, maybe not the, the everyday one, but just like have a special every once in a while, like an additional one available where it's like, they do some like just like things like that just to test you a little harder. So, um, but I, I don't think I finished my point. My point was when I went to the oh, comments, I started talking. You should have been done. When when I went to the comments, people were like, "Make unlimited mode." And I'm like, do not ever do that. No. no if you can't get no. it at nine guesses, you didn't get it at nine guesses. It's okay. That's not immaculate. That's not immaculate. It's called the immaculate grid, not the grid. Not the yeah, no immaculate is when the ball goes out of the frame of the camera and then all of a sudden winds up in somebody else's hands and no one's expecting and he takes it to the end zone. That's the equivalent of getting all nine boxes. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, an immaculate during a, inning during a 70s dynasty. Did your team have a 70s dynasty? They didn't. Mine did. And that's what happened. An immaculate reception. And that's how we know what immaculate means. That's not what the immaculate grid is. The immaculate grid is named because of the immaculate inning, which is. Three no, strikeouts no, no, on no, nine no, pitches. No, 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 no. We're we're talking Steelers football is the reason. That's for not <laughs> true at all. Um, which, by the way, your team created CTE. Thanks. Um, <laughs> just yes. kidding. Yeah. We're hitting people hard, I guess. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the no miss grid. It's the immaculate grid. It's exactly. you got to get it also, at nine guesses. All straight or no empty square grid. It's it's the immaculate grid. Like I don't like the number of people that said perfect, per- get get unlimited mode, get unlimited mode. I was like, get out mode. How about that? How about delete yeah. your Twitter mode? How about when you type in immaculate grid and click it, it deletes everything on your phone mode. No, nope. you have a box open. You should do some research. It's only going to make you better for tomorrow. Yeah, you got to work hard. That's what I do. I go back. I I. I look, and when I get something wrong, I'm like, oh, okay. Where did that guy play, by the way? 
Or how many hits did that guy have? Who was it the other day? That's how I know Eric Harris has 176 hits. That's his highest number of hits in a season. Because I went and looked it up after he, I found out he didn't hit 200. I also learned that Eric Harris didn't play for anybody other than the Dodgers. So now I won't use Eric Karras on the Dodgers and a team. But that's that's why you do it. It's fun. It's not supposed to be, I didn't get immaculate. It's going to ruin my day. I'm going to cry about it. Well, give me unlimited guesses so I can pretend to be immaculate and then lie and say, I got it in nine guesses. No, you're a bum. Unlimited, don't ever do that. I, I trust the people at Sports Reference to never do that. I think they're nerds, just like me. Is there any other reasons you're a nerd? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons I'm a nerd. Um, <sighs> you know what? I need time to do the the other thing I was thinking about putting here, so I'll just talk about the nerdier, more embarrassing thing to reveal here tonight. Um, so I have a group of friends, and I told you about the, the golf tour we have. Well, on the PlayStation 4, um, because none of us can actually do good at golf. So, nor can we afford to go. I mean, every I'm terrible. Weekend. I still like to go. Nor can we afford every weekend to go to, you know, Pebble Beach or wherever. Augusta. I don't even. I think if we showed up at Augusta, they would kick us out. Um, but we, after we finish our little tournament, sometimes we're looking for stuff that we can all play at the same time and play together. Um, and the number of options is somewhat limited outside of, you know, shooter games, which I'm even worse at than the golf game. So I only play it for so long before I get frustrated. Uh, so we found this game that is like the nerdiest thing. And you're going to laugh. And there's going to be other people that listen to this and laugh. And that's okay. I'm Joe and I'm a nerd. The game is called Dragon Age Inquisition. And it's as nerdy as it sounds. You're already shaking your head. Didn't you already talk about this one time? Nope. nope. There's something pretty nerdy like that. That was Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. No? I don't think I talked about that. Keep going. Anyway, it's kind of similar to Dungeons and Dragons, in which you create a character, you have a choice on what, you know, race of thing your your person is, whether it's a human or a elf or a dwarf or I don't know, some kind of weird giant I don't know how to pronounce. And then you there's the single player game you can play with this character, or you can get a multiplayer with a group and go play a multiplayer thing. And that's what we're going to do. We haven't tried that out yet. I've just learned the basic controls on the single player thing. So I don't go in there and get totally annihilated on multiplayer, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, there's actually one of the people in our group who I thought was going to fight me the hardest on it. Tried it and loves it, which I am more surprised than anything at that. That's the most surprising thing about this person that I know about him is that he likes this game. Um, but yeah, so my guy's an elven archer named Rip Callan. After Cal Ripken, do you get it? Mm. <laughs> See, I knew he was going to do that. Uh, that's fine. You can. We all have our nerdy things. It's fine. I also I, like Star I Wars and Lord of the Rings. Made, so, yeah. I made a World Cup, Women's World Cup schedule today just so I, I could look at it pretty the way I want to. So, like I do every week for college football Saturdays. So, that's what I do. It's worth 15 minutes of my life. See, right? the other thing is sports related, but that'll be next week because I want to work on it. 
I don't want to shoot right. from the hip on you that. On. That'll be ready next week. Did I'll you get a Slurpee today? So I didn't. You know what? I meant to. I meant to. I, I told myself all day. I was like, don't forget that Slurpee at the end of the day. And I forgot. I We meant to as well. And we failed. Um, our kids only recently even knew what a Slurpee was. They got their, uh, oh, they have a show that they the watch <laughs> and they talk about like a slushy or something. So they didn't even know what it was Bloody referencing. <laughs> slurpee, Slurpee, But we slurpee. went to a 7-Eleven while we were on vacation at the beginning of the month and they loved it. And so they've had a couple since then. We did miss our opportunity today. Um, I only went uh, within my school zone today and I don't believe there is a 7-Eleven within my school zone today. Um, but I just went back to the, it's uh, summer camp time right now and uh, basketball camp. So I ran them up there and picked them up and worked from home the rest of the day. So I, I didn't even make it close to a 7-Eleven, but I missed out. But I know uh, Jeff Wright mentioned for us to talk about this. And I just, that was an example. Hey, if you're listening, you want to hear us talk about a topic, we'll talk about it. Joe, what's your favorite Slurpee? It's the Mountain Dew what's Slurpee. What's your favorite flavor? It's the Mountain Dew Slurpee. The Mountain Dew? Hands down. I like that lemonade, and I went the last time I got uh, a Slurpee, I got it in Stuart Straft at the 7-Eleven, and it was like lemonade, and it wasn't like a different flavor, but it like, I think had some extra pizzazz in it, and uh, it was good. It was, I, I liked it. So, um, I don't know. Lemonade is always like a go-to for me. Like even in the like dessert aisle at the grocery store, we get like freezy pops and stuff. I always like the like the minute made lemonade things used to be so good that I got. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite. I don't like, I like Coke. I like Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I like to drink a Coke. I do not like the Coca-Cola Slurpees. I so. agree. The Mountain Dew Slurpee is good, but I agree with you on the Coke one. It's it's almost just ice and I don't really get a lot of the Coke yeah. taste. Um, now I don't know if that's my worst flavor because like I don't explore too much. I don't either. If lemonade's there, I get lemonade. I mean, I'm the same at any restaurant. I, once I know what I like, that's what I get. So I like agree. Coke is probably the one that I've tried that I like the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I mean I'll pass by other flavors. Like there's no chance I do that. My kids, on their mother's advice, like they got like half orange, half cherry, and stuff like that. And I that's just not my style either. I wouldn't do something like that. I no. I can only get one flavor. Either. I'm yeah. I am not for compromising the flavor of my Slurpee. Um, I'm a one flavor man. Yes, yeah. and, and I agree. Look, if that now I will say I don't like Coke as much, but if it's Coke, Coke or one of those like, you know, cherry or blueberry things, I will do the Coke. I will. I I know what I like. I know I can get through the Coke one and be okay. The last time I had a Slurpee was. Um, probably on the way to Covington to do a Valley league game last summer. So last summer. Yeah. Um, mine was just a couple weeks ago. Well, maybe, maybe two. And that's because ago. I knew I was going to Covington and I was going to need something to pick up my spirit because that place will suck the soul right out of you. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I, if any listeners want to share the last time they had Slurpees or if they enjoyed favorite flavor. Day, yeah. Tell me what I'm missing out on. Cause I, here's the other thing, right? Cause there's the Slurpee knockoff, right? Called icy or whatever. And that's no, another are, one. Yeah. That's not Slurpees, but that's, that's the other one. That's the one you see at like movie theaters and stuff. And it's got the polar bear on it or whatever. No, I don't even do it. I don't either. Now they're not Slurpees. I'll do like a Kona ice from the food truck kind of thing. Uh-huh. But like, I no, they're not Slurpees, but sheets. I'll do their frozen thing every once in a while too. See, 
a Slurpee is a Slurpee. Like a Slurpee, I feel like is like, you know, what are those examples of products there where like the brand name of one rules like Kleenex, like everybody calls Tupperware. it the Kleenex tissue. And so, yeah. So like a Slurpee is that. Okay. So like, well then, yeah, I like a McFlurry and I also like a Blizzard, but I also call them those two different things. I don't call it like, oh, it's Dairy Queen's McFlurry or it's McDonald's Blizzard. Like, they have their own name, so they they exist in the same universe together. But it, everything's like Slurpee. It's a Slurpee, and if I'm not gonna mess around, I'm gonna eat it. Slurpee if I want a Slurpee. Yeah, slightly in the same vein, I guess. But this is where I get in trouble when I, as a person who during broadcasting season has to go to a lot of fast food places because those are the only ones open um (laughs) the tood i get if i say combo or meal at the wrong place blows my mind i'm like i'm sorry dude like never received attitude for some such a thing i'm telling you i and this is gonna be proof like i went to a wendy's one time and i don't remember i think wendy's might be combos but I think I said meal at a Wendy's one time. They're like, you mean the combo? And I was like, nope, that's not what I mean. No, I'm out of here. That's what I would do. The last time I went to a Wendy's, I left. (laughs) I also went to a Wendy's who had the giant sign on their window that says open till 1 a.m. or later. And it was 10 p.m. And the person at the drive-thru said, we're closed. And I was like, not according to your window, you're not. And he's like, well, we're closed. And I was like, at that point, I realized... Okay, you, best you case scenario, yeah. I get my food and there's something I can't see in it or something yeah. I don't want to know exists in it. I, I went to the new Wendy's beside Chipotle in Stanton. They closed the Wendy's that I've known my whole entire life. Ooh, that they is an adventure. Up. And I'm not, and the one I know my entire life, I'm not going to say that was the, the best yeah, also service not I've ever experienced either. It was, it was crazy, but it's what I knew. They opened the new one. And the service is was worse the time I went. I pull around. It was later, but not beyond closing time. And I, the first thing I said is I need three small Frosties because I'm taking my kids, you know, Frosties late at night because I'm a good dad. And they're like, oh, we're out of Slurpees. And I was like, or like the Slurpee machine's broken. I was like, in my mind, bull crap. You just cut the thing off. Like, that's, that's the thing. Don't lie to me. Just... Don't don't tell me it's broken. You turned it off because it's late at night. And you wanted to clean up that thing before you left. And I said, okay, fine. That kind of messes up my plans. But I will order my uh, is it meal or combo? There, you've you've. I I think it's combo, but I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> but I ordered the meal I wanted. I pull up to the window, and for at least five minutes, no one even approaches the window. Somewhere between five and 10 minutes, a person approached the window, didn't talk to me, opened the window, but then left the window. And then all I hear inside is people yelling, workers yelling and cursing at each other. And not that I am faint of heart and can't handle some language, but while I haven't been addressed yet as a customer at the window, asked for my money, told there's an issue, anything, I said, they have one minute. When the clock changes twice, so I'd give them a full minute, a minute and a little bit. It wasn't too much more than a minute. Sure. It ended up. I said, I am driving if they haven't. And they, I drove off. I don't know when they would have come to that window. I still don't know. And I went to a different fast food restaurant. So that's the last time I go to Wendy's in Stanton, the only one that exists now. So Here's the thing. Um, I've been to that Wendy's, and it's not great. Yeah. 
I'm not saying the last one had better service. I'm not going to make that argument, but it's the one I knew. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm more familiar with the the Waynesboro Wendy's and the one in Fishersville. Um, I hit the one in Rafine a lot, actually. The one in Fishersville. Not a lot, but that's, that's probably my most now. The one in Fishersville, you might as well go ahead and not get fries. Because they're going to be well, the but, worst yeah. fries you have ever put in your mouth. The fries, if you go to Wendy's anytime between now and any time in the future, those fries are already made. They're already sitting You there say that, but I'm telling you, man, right they, now, when they change. They are old and terrible all the time. When they announced that they were making it and they were going to be hot and crispy guaranteed, they were good for a while. No. Now, not the Fishersville one. Never have I been to the Fishersville Wendy's and said, these are good fries. I have never said that. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say it's I will never already, say that. They've been sitting there weeks. Probably. But the one in Waynesboro had been good for a while. Now they've started to kind of get a little off. Um, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> I like the old fries. I liked my 90s Wendy's fries. No. Um, I did. Wrong. I liked them. That, that's fine. You're wrong. I, I think I didn't McDonald's have fries. Experiences. I didn't go to Fishersville and have bad fries when they were the 90s I think McDonald's fries, fries are worse now. I think they've they gone be. down. I think they've gone down in less. quality. I know, I know you get stuck with it. but uh, Yeah, I think uh, what I'm saying is I think we've gone down in quality. And that's why, you know. Hey, something, hey, to that point, something my mom brought up the other day that I hadn't even noticed and you think I would have. The size of ice cream sandwiches has been decreased. Oh. There used to be ice cream sandwiches huh. and ice cream minis, ice cream sandwich minis. You could get either one. And I mean, we always, we were full size in our family, uh, ice cream sandwiches, but now it's like the difference of the two. And that's all you can get. It's like the 75% ice cream sandwich. And I'd never thought about that before. And I think my mom makes a great point. And, uh, this, you know, this is her, this is her voice on the podcast right here. It's <laughs> complaining about these about these ice cream sandwiches. And it's a great point that I never even thought about. And so I'm I'm with her. Yeah, I, I was never a big ice cream sandwich guy, so I don't know. But I will say this. I had a chocolate eclair bar for the first time in a long time last weekend. And it was small. I noticed that it was smaller too. I, I don't I don't like that. They're oh, not cool. cheaper. Well, that guy had a foul ball, so naturally that we're not gonna let him see him again. It's a good idea. They're not cheaper and they're smaller. Uh, the other thing that uh, gets my goat is uh, no one in like what happened to people serving breakfast and stand. I, I know it has to be like people weren't getting up business or whatever, but like other than cafes and rows or fast food restaurants, you can't get breakfast and stand. You can't go downtown and find a good place. There was a great place that I loved going and they closed up and we were going there like once a month and it was a really nice place for us, but nope, no more. That's interesting. Um, and now we like try to find other places downtown. And we went today. Today was like our like date breakfast to go find breakfast. So if you know of a good place to serve breakfast, that's not Rouse or Kathy's. Because I know those. I'm aware of what I could get there. I'm looking for something else. Hey, shoot them my way. I'm interested to know where you have found, where you've gone. And if you're going to say the Waffle House, let me stop you. He said good. So yeah, don't I, say want that. Some, I don't think anybody's going to suggest that. It's not 2 a.m. I'm telling you, Leland, the number of people that I've run into that are like, oh, have you ever been to Waffle House? It's so good. No, no it's not good. I, I it also, serves a purpose. I also don't it's throw good. a lit match in my mouth for breakfast. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> have you ever just tried to drink bleach? 
No? Oh, you should try it sometime. It tastes so good. No Waffle House person. I'm telling you. <laughs> Leland, that's another example. Well, America loves America loves Waffle House. Don't tell me about that being a defining factor on whether it's good or not. I know what's good. It's the curse I bear. Um, just nobody listens. If we all just agree with Joe. If you all would just agree with me, life would be a lot simpler. Oh, no. I do have one more topic. Good. What it goes back got? to something that I know you didn't watch. Oh, Lord. All right. The hot dog eating contest on July 4th. Oh, my gosh. You are so right. I could so care less about this event. No, but this is what makes it funny. The refereeing and that thing was the worst case of judging and refereeing that you have ever seen. Wherever you have banished the major league umpires to under bridges and boxes, whatever you have told them, shot them to the moon, these food-eating judges deserve worse. They were terrible. And the women's competition, where they showed the final scores as the time expired on the screen, and they're one apart, and then it ends up that the one girl that they showed finishing second had three less, and the girl they showed having finished first had three more. They were six off. What are we doing? That's, like, that's what, are, what are they even there for? That's funny. Um, what are they even there for? It was messed up on the men's side, too. Not as egregiously. It didn't change outcomes. It's not like we had a flip of where people stood. But, like, what was a close competition on screen was fake news. And on the men's side, it was it's like people are leaving buns behind. It just I, it, it was craziness. So I thought you should know about it. This isn't me saying, hey, Joe, watch the food competition. I'm just saying – at least there's referees <laughs> worse than what we've seen in Major League Baseball. Just as soon as you say, I'm not saying, Joe, watch the food competition. There's an ad for Kitchen Nightmares on. I love Gordon Ramsay. I can watch Gordon Ramsay <laughs> yell at people all day. Um, so I've, I've covered both complaints. Complaints of listener mom and listener Dan Hansen. Both have I, let me just say this. On this, podcast the, this week. I, I'm glad the referees messed up, and I, I don't want to send them to you know live under a bridge or wherever I've sent. Well, Dan does, and he be aggressively unhurt. said it. That's fine, but Dan's wrong here, too, because you know why? He's won a food-eating competition. That's he fine. He won a hot dog-eating competition in Stewart's Trap. Well, that's fine, but you know why Dan's wrong? Because they, that shouldn't even be on national TV. And ESPN saying Joey Chestnut is the most dominant athlete is no, offensive. It's a joke, Joe. People are, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. I don't need jokes. ESPN to be firing off jokes. They are. It's it's a funny thing. If you if you actually watch the broadcast and listen to these announcers just say ridiculous, crazy things throughout, that just it, their whole point is to just make you laugh. I'm telling you, that's not what the social media is doing. The social media is putting up like mind blown emoji and look at how great this athlete is. Isn't they're he so promoting good? Promoting something on their network. Shocker. Well, like, maybe they should promote the stuff that's actually good and the people who they laid off. They then they wouldn't have to lay like, so many people off. Instead in of being like, hey, you would tune into hot dog eating competition and watch people suck glizzies down their gullet. No, I don't. I would rather eat one hot dog and maybe one cheeseburger. On the Fourth of July, and hang out in the pool and burn myself to death because I'm also an idiot, just like I've accused everyone Home else in this country of being. Food eating contest, uh, huh? <laughs> but just oh, that's not on Adley. That's on the first baseman. You got to have that. Um, but just like I've accused everyone else of being an idiot, I am also an idiot because I applied sunscreen on the Fourth of July to myself once at the beginning of the day and was like, oh, that'll probably be enough. 
and then didn't apply it the entire rest of the day. And I was out there until sundown. And then obviously last week was not a fun week for me because I'm peeling. I'm still peeling at this point. It was awful. But that being said, I had a great time the 4th of July at my aunt and uncles and uh, with some of their friends and and, uh, more of my family. Um, We played a very competitive volleyball game, uh, which was competitive. I'll leave it at that. Um, Won some pool horse, which was fun. Um, A game of horse in the pool. Um, But yeah, great time. I thought you were riding a horse in the pool. I wish. Gosh, that would have been fun. All right, get us out of here. You got nothing else? I think that's it. All right, well, we're watching the American League get ready to win another All-Star game because the National League just isn't as good as the AL. It's something we all know is a fact. Um, until next week, folks, we hope you enjoyed this rather crazy version <laughs> of the Exports podcast, which is at... It's the middle of summer, man. We don't have much active sports happening. <laughs> almost two hours. I, You know what's funny? I was talking to some friends, and I immediately forgot because I wasn't being serious, but now I kind of wish I hadn't. Um, top five lists to just throw at you in the middle of an episode to try to catch you off guard. Um, I'll try to think of some. But anyway, next week, maybe we'll go over the football schedules again and give you our most exciting, what did we do last time? Most exciting game of that week. Maybe we'll do most exciting game for each team. Or did we do it the other way around? I don't remember. It's not important. I think um, we did each team. I think we did like the interesting game or something. That was kind of like a, a signal. I We did I was each like, team. Now then, now we need to go like best game of week one, best game of week two, or I guess, or whatever. That's fine. We can do that. I was wondering uh, another idea I had. And, and listeners, feel Let, free yeah, to let's, ask us questions on how we want to break down the schedule. Mm-hmm. Love to hear your ideas. Uh, I wanted to put take Riverheads out of it. And every team's... Like or like every team, you know, maybe don't have to have Riverheads uh, out of it. Actually, I, uh, yes, we do. Have every team's guaranteed win. I I mean I don't know how to answer that for Riverheads. Who's Waynesboro's guaranteed win? I don't. That's gonna be tough. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a but local you school. Look at it and you Come on, why would you say that? And like you know, these teams surprise this year. I want to write them down and see if we're right. We go ten for ten on the season. That's oh a lock of the week, a survivor pool. But now, like you know what? Now. That's a great idea. Survivor for pool you and for... I survivor pool. You can't use the same team twice. And I guess eventually we would run out of teams. Shenandoah Valley. We would run? have to go into the Valley. Yeah, we would have to include the Valley and bull run, I guess. That's an idea. I like it. Something different. It might it might be a need to be a Friday night thing, but it's a good idea. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just throw it into our night, picks and, you know, the yeah. rankings. Because, like, our Friday and, night thing could use a, a another piece of pizzazz, so. Save us from talking about, uh, well, I'll be nice. Two teams that won't be in the playoffs playing each other for last place. Um, but <laughs> until then, folks, give us your ideas. What do you want to hear us talk about in terms of the schedule, like Leland said? Uh, what do you want to hear us talk about this summer. I've got another show that Leland will be surprised that I'm watching. Um, It is a show that he said he didn't think I would like, but I've started watching it and I am getting ready to start another season of it. Um, But we'll see what Leland thinks of that. 
And until then, folks, uh, no spoilers. Um, we will talk to you next week. And again, hope you enjoyed the all-star festivities more than I did. Um, this all-star game has been all right, but it's just all right. Uh, the Orioles, they're great. We love them. They're going to keep winning. Leland, you, your bet looks good. Looks like Steve's going to owe you a steak dinner. Until then, folks. I don't think he remembers. I don't think he remembers. That sucks. He doesn't remember making that bet. I don't think he does. Leland. I don't think he does. I'm so you're not going to hold had, him to it? I had more cream sodas exposed to me that day than he did, and I think he's the one that doesn't remember. He's saying he doesn't remember. He has said to you personally, I don't remember saying that. I haven't approached it from that angle. We talked about how good the Orioles are playing this year, and he made no mention of the bet, and I was like, oh, he doesn't remember. You need to bring that up. Does Rob remember? The last place bet? No. Does Rob remember my bet with Steve because he was present when I made it? Oh, I'll have to ask him, I guess. I need to ask Rob. I need a witness. Um, it sounds like you need to start inviting me over because I would remember that because I'd have your back. I'd be like, Leland's right. Um, I know you'd have my back. You, you're the one that put me here. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Just like Rob is going to be the one who put himself when he said the Red Sox were going to finish dead last. That team is last place material. Um, and then we have another bet that we won't talk about in the podcast because it has to do with politics. But um, <laughs> it's also one of the easiest bets I've ever made. Um, but anyway, until then, folks, have a great week, and we'll talk to you again on next week. Subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify so you never miss another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.